Welcome to the Secret Sauce Podcast. This is a show about relationships with staff, with students, with yourself, with building culture in your classroom, your school, your district, and becoming personally developed so that you can be professionally developed. Be sure and follow our podcast so you don't miss a show. And we're booking now for the 23-24 school year um, for any type of PD that you need, keynotes, seminars, workshops, just get in touch with me. I would love to come to your to your school, your district, and share the secret sauce with you. So let's jump right into the next episode. Here we go. All right, welcome to the Secret Sauce Podcast. This is your host, Kip Schubert, episode number 25, and I've got a very special guest with me today. He is a fellow author in the Road to Awesome family. He is a champion of the social-emotional care, and he's very passionate about promoting student-driven leadership and has some programs I'm going to ask him to share with you about about peer leadership and his Accept University. And I want to welcome to the podcast today, Jamie Brown. Jamie, welcome. Kip, thank you so much for having me, my friend. It is so great to finally meet you semi-in-person in the virtual world, my fellow <laughs> RTA author and teammate, man. So thank you so much for having me, man. Super hyped. You bet. Tell us, tell us about uh, yourself and and, and share with, I know you do a peer, a peer leadership program in, in New Jersey, and now you're in South Carolina, uh, and you have your Accept University. So tell us a little bit about you and who Jamie is, and then how you came to the peer leadership and Accept University. Sure, yeah. I've been uh, education, started my 21st year this month. So uh, 19 in Jersey, I'm year two in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. We moved during COVID. Um, just love to champion character education, social emotional care, just I think those are the two focal points and, you know, really, you know, promoting a positive school culture and climate. It's been my whole world. Um, I was fortunate enough to be at one of the largest high school and school districts in New Jersey public schools uh, for 17 years. And I was given the opportunity after a few years in the classroom as an English teacher to uh, post 9-11 work as a student leadership coordinator in our high school. Uh, something that's really taboo today. And uh, it was running a peer leadership program where I was working with seniors in high school who applied just like they would for NHS, you know, any anything like that in terms of service learning. And just little by little grew that into a machine that was a district-wide leadership program. It was the only one in New Jersey when I left. Uh, it, it did a lot of great work for a lot of great kids and, uh, you know, school community. Um, and in that, as you mentioned, Accept University was born out of that, which is uh, – Something I'm super proud of. It's a student leadership um, initiative that's sixth through twelfth grade uh, character ed presentation series that talks about the ins and outs of transitioning from elementary to middle, middle to high, talking about everything from you know digital branding, carrying the banner, um, you know, again, just you know, finding yourself, self discovery, and it's it's a program like any other. Again, that's got a lot of great recognition, you know, across the country and something I'm proud of and excited to bring into schools across the country. Um, and you mentioned with that Accept University, I, and I've been following you uh, for a while now, too, and, and love what you do with that. Um, I even try to glean things from what you do to, to add to, into even my own classroom um, Thank you. and my soccer team. But if you could share a little bit about, you know, you mentioned carrying the banner and the brand and and the transition from the different grade levels. And if an administrator is listening to this and, you know, is like, Hey, that's, you know, sounds like something that we need. 
what are some specific points that you can share with them that you're going to really bring to the table? Sure. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, you know, my mantra and vision is all about, you know, when I talk about carrying the banner, it's leaving a legacy better than you found it. You know, I'm a high school vice principal right now. So I feel like, you know, if you meet me and you hear my story and what I'm talking about bringing to your building, it, it's speaking from experience, hands-on, proven research base and in the trenches with you all day to day. And uh, what it, what it entails except university and, you know, it is really empowering the student voice in self-discovery first to change, you know, what I call the mood when I talk about climate and the lifestyle, the culture of a building. But, you know, when I look at what we're dealing with, whether I'm an administrator, a classroom teacher, a support staff, all of the feeling of just angst and anxiety and, you know, the mental health stress and, you know, burnout and all the things we're hearing and struggling with retention. I was on a kick of, you know, it starts with the whole teacher first. And I do believe that, you know, and, and I think we invest so much in professional development and PLCs for staff. Right. But my mind has shifted lately in thinking in order to change that narrative, we got to get to the root of the problem, which is the increase in behaviors that we're seeing, specifically six through 12. So for me, except university is about tackling that and going full force head on in developing the student leadership that's in a building. And what I'd say is, because I hear it all the time, is we have already got it in our building. We have a student council. We have a JRTC. We have a peer. We have an H NHS. Yeah. As a coach, Kip, you understand this? That's totally true. But when you have a team, you still got to practice. You still got to get better. Just like we're asking our teachers, if we can develop professional development for our staff, why can't we have personal development for the students in the building to change that narrative? Yeah. Would you, do you, when you go into schools, do you bring groups like the, like student council or NHS into what you yeah. do? Because I think that's, that's to me, what's, that's what I see in our, in, in our student bodies is, is that even, uh, even in the athletics, there's mm -hmm. such a void and they're not just that they can't be leaders or leadership. Mm -hmm. I don't think they understand today what it means. Mm -hmm. And in our world of technology and, and instant gratification and everything else, there's just, there's that lack of it. And so, um, you know, I mean, you're right on with, with the behaviors that we've seen, especially since COVID. Um, and people ask me about that all the time. I don't know what your take on it is. I don't, I don't know that kids, I don't think kids have gotten bad. You know, a lot of people say their kids are so bad today. And I don't think so. I, I think our world's changed so much when they went home for COVID and it was total virtual and digital. And I think they came back into the classroom. I, I, I think there's that relevance somewhere that disconnect has happened. And so they need that leadership, not just from the, the, the staff. I mean, that's our job, right? Mm -hmm. But if they've got that leadership from within, that's going to drive that. Absolutely. And I think you bring up a great point. When you talk about the pandemic, for me, I think it just put a magnifying glass on what has always been there, but yeah. never seen as the most important piece of the puzzle, which is student behavior and including the adult behavior. Now we're focused on both. Finally, it's not like the pandemic created mental health issues. It right. definitely amplified them. They've always been there. Now we're focusing on that. And again, that's where for me, again, being in the trenches right now as a high school administrator, and yes, seeing a, 
amplified amount of discipline referrals coming through in so many different ways like I've never seen before. It's there's leaders in the building or potential leaders. And that's what I love to bring if, if I come to your school is I work with your teams. I work with your student council, your peer group, your JROTC, the captains of your sport teams. I work with your team class, class advisors, you know, your student, uh, your teacher advisors. And I don't want to say train, but just model and collaborate on how can I bring value to what you already have going and remain constant in your conversation. Mine's hands on with your leaders. It's not me coming in and talking to your group for 45 minutes to an hour and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, by all means, we all do that. And that's beautiful. And we get the rah-rah for a couple of days and it's great. And that was an awesome presentation. But what I really want to focus on is when I walk out of that building that day that I've lent something that can be turnkey for the students in your building to collaborate with the adults in the building to lead the charge and, you know, building the brand up, which is something I talk about all the time. Yeah. And maybe you can touch on this too. I, and I've seen not just in my sports teams, but, you know, I really have to invest not just in my leadership group, but the leadership attributes and qualities for everybody. And that, you know, one of the things I always hit on is it's not about what you get. It's about what you give. And that, that, that act of service, like with my soccer team, my captains, the, lead, the leaders, they bring out all the stuff before practice and they are in charge of picking it all up and putting it back. Um, they don't have the freshmen don't do that. The freshmen are there to learn and watch and they are to model leadership for them. Mm-hmm. And I think we have that back. We've had that backwards for so long, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if it's not that we before me, then, you know, we're not going to get there anyway. And I think we're we're missing that in our staffs. I know. I mean, I, I see it um, in, you know, in our, in our, in our staff, in our schools, but we're really missing that. I'm so glad you're bringing that to schools. And I think if you're listening to this, it'd be a great idea to, to get in contact with Jamie and, and, um, and talk about this with him, because it's just something that if you have that, that student driven leadership that you're talking about, I think you're going to, I mean, you can tell me from your experience, are you going to be able to, to curtail a lot of those behaviors that you've been dealing with and seeing? Yeah. And, you know, for me, what you're talking about, I call that sweep in the shed. It's a big, uh, it's a big painting I have in my office wall. I'm a huge all blacks, uh, New Zealand rugby team. Uh, played it in college a little bit. So I had a student draw that, um, their their logo on my wall in my office when I became a VP and uh, I'll tell you a quick story I'm at a basketball game chaperone in it you know I'm the supervisor in charge one night I won't say where and at the end of the game you know there's a bunch of us there you know the SROs some other administrators came to watch teachers yada yada we're all talking coaches from the other teams probably like 30 of us and uh, you know I love making connections in relationships with all the support staff first and foremost you know when i enter a new school i think it's so important you know what i mean that they feel so valued the same way you know the teachers and the students and the administrators feel it every day absolutely so, so i you know i i know the, the custodial staff right away so i'm at this game and, and game's over big rival game places trash you know with food and water bottles and 
I'm just having a conversation with, you know, the head janitor and another, another janitor that's there. As we're talking, we're just going up and down the aisles, you know, the bleachers, picking up trash, we're throwing it out. You know, I'm thinking nothing of it. And the next day I get into work, I get two, two conversations. One, I get a, a note in my mailbox from the custodian saying, thank you. You're the first person to ever help me out. And you know, I'll tell you, this happened back in Jersey. And uh, I was so touched by it. I was like, wow. I was like, you know, that's like, whatever. You know, I'm, that was nothing. Like, okay. <laughs> and then I get another note from someone in that building. And they're like, that's not your job. Don't do that again. Uh, and it's, it was amazing to see two uh, different perspectives. You know what I mean? Where two yeah. different lenses of how people are seeing stuff, you know? And I never confronted that person to see if that was uh you know were you trying to show us up or like you're you're not you're above that or i didn't know how to take it you know and, and that, that yeah. was something that always resonated with me because you know the one of the best principals i ever worked for vinnie sasso old bridge township man he's a complete rock star he's the one that taught me that you know never never be too big to do the the little things you know that no one expects you to do sweep in the shed and, and you know it was the kind of stuff he modeled for me and I always promised myself, you know, that's something I would always do. And, uh, you know, if you're yes. listening to this as a new administrator, new leader, that that's step one. Be out there with the, with the bus drivers in the morning saying hello. Yeah. Bring them coffee. Have your student council kids. Bring them donuts, breakfast. Tomorrow's National uh, uh, Bus Driver Appreciation Day. Get them some breakfast tomorrow. Hook them up. Those kinds of things go a long, long way. And like you talk about modeling for the students yeah. those are the kinds of things that i talk about with, with schools when i go in there yeah i'm glad you touched on that too because that's so important with the yeah. all the support staff you know, they yeah. get paid i mean they think we they think teachers get the wage these guys are you know the pairs in our school are like 15 dollars an hour you yeah. know and they've got some of the toughest jobs of, of of anybody and so it's just that's so important and i also you know that story reminded me of uh, leaving a legacy and leaving it better than you found it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just what you did. As yeah, you had that conversation so. with those janitors, you were leaving it better than what you found it. And there's just modeling, you know, for others um, that, and I, I know we have to do that as staff, but I think it becomes even more powerful when you've got your student leaders say, Hey yeah. guys, you know, we got to clean up yeah. or, Hey, we got to yeah. do this. Hey, this is the way we do it. Come on. You know, and they're doing it from a, a, a posture of service, not in a posture of power, which, yeah, which with peers is, is so important. Um, yeah. Yeah. I told you before I was going to ask you a question is, is there just, um, you know, for me, the secret sauce is all about relationships and mm -hmm. our story and, how we use that to impact people as we go forward in our career, especially in education. Is there a story, a circumstance, a, a relationship, something that happened in your life that really propelled that passion for SEL and, and student leadership? Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely, if I was going to say two things, one is there's always that one person, you know, that made us yeah. want to be an educator I have one of those, um, but I think for me, that secret sauce, so to speak, came halfway through teaching. It's in my, it's in my book, you know, that's coming out this summer. I talk about it. It was a specific moment. I was a peer leadership coordinator about four or five years in, and it was a moment where I got complacent as an educator. You know, I was on top of the world in my eyes. I had gotten teacher of the year. 
I'd helped our high school, our school district become a state and national high school and district of character from Washington, D.C. I was getting all these accolades left and right. And, you know, I, I was feeling like I was the man. My program was getting so many compliments and getting recognized. And that was in 2014, 15. And I remember going into 15, 16, I believe. And I hadn't prepared anything and I didn't think about it. I was on cruise control and I was maybe about a month and a half in. And uh, the lesson I had planned that day, I came in, I could tell there was something wrong with my kids. I was kind of like, what's up? They were semi-defiant and the kid just came up to me in the middle of class. There was only about 15 in my class and said, "This, you're not who we signed up for. Ooh. And it took us about three days to walk through that moment. And, uh, you know, I was so damn proud of them because they were applying the leadership skills that we had gone on an overnight two-day retreat to start the school year. It was this big moment, you know, as a peer leader, it was kind of like their initiation. They got their jersey to be in the program to wear each week. And we talked about it up in the mountains when we went, you know, just, you know, embracing the leadership role and, and you know, you know, living it. And, you know, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet kind of thing. And, you know, you got to step up when it's time. It doesn't matter who it is. And, you know, that's exactly the conversation. They landed on my feet and my head, on my ears. And, it, it was humiliating. It was made me vulnerable. And, you know, the first reaction is, is to, you know, attack back, you know, get defensive, right. which I did. And I remember, you know, the bell rang before we could finish the conversation came in the next day and I'm crying, they're crying and I'm thanking them for waking me up. And that was the last day I walked into school, no matter what my role was and wasn't ready to work and make the people around me better. So that was my magic moment. And it happened halfway through my career. You know, I, I, that's so cool. You share that. It resonates a lot with me when I was at um, Sepulpa, Oklahoma. And I had got, I'd not been coaching soccer for about a decade because of my battle with alcoholism and, you know, and all that goes with that. And I had a pretty illustrious uh, playing and coaching career and, just kind of retired because it cut into my drinking time. And then when I, when I found recovery, it just something that I just, I thought it had passed me by and it just wasn't um, for me. And I got convinced to take a job at a place where they had won like 10 games in the entire past decade. They were just the bottom of of the top class in Oklahoma. Um, I even asked uh, my wife and the friend who, who encouraged me to do it. I'm like, why, you know, I can't win here. You know, what's, what, what am I doing? And they're like, go apply everything that you're doing in the classroom and everything that you've learned, go apply it to soccer. And then, so I did. And we, we had a 10, we were 10 and five. We won more games that year than they'd won a previous decade. Um, and they were, you know, played so far above their level. And so I was the same way. I came back in thinking, you know, I should have been coach of the year you know, just because I didn't have the state championship team mm-hmm. and athletics, that's usually how it works. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I did my best job. And, you know, I was feeling pretty, pretty confident and cocky. And, and that next year we had a better team and I went six and nine and about halfway through that year, I had a couple of the leaders come in and they go, coach, what's wrong. What's what's, what's up with you. You're not holding this till five 30 anymore. You're not coaching until the, till the sun goes down. You're not, you don't have the same passion. And my wife called me out on it too. Um, she goes during the game, you just kind of, you're not near as, as uh, demonstrative, you know, with, with everything <laughs> that you do. And I'm just like, wow. And so I was like, same kind of lesson is just, you know, I, I, I never let that ever happen again, no matter how good or bad the situation is in the classroom or 
in the speaking space or in the soccer arena is I, I show up and mm -hmm. I show up to do what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. And if I follow that process, then whatever happens is going to happen. And, and we're there and it really taught me that it wasn't about me, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. it had nothing to do all that stuff I learned and all this, all that secret sauce I can dish out. If it becomes about me, it's not effective and it's about yeah. impacting other people. Um, I'm going to challenge you if you can give a shout out, give a shout out to that teacher that made that difference, man. Oh man. Who was right. it? Joanne Cowett. She's out in New Jersey. She is still a principal of a K-8 private school um, outside of New Brunswick, New Jersey. She was my high school psychology teacher and counselor and uh, total rock star. She was the one first person and one of the only people to call me out on my BS as a high school student, not dealing with, uh, you know, the demons from my past when my parents had yeah, been divorced and dealing with a uh, father who was, uh, you know, had gone down the wrong path. And I right. thought I always had it under check. And, and she was the one that figured it all out. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have gotten into writing. I wouldn't have gotten into public speaking. I'm a musician. You know, she, she encouraged me to just step out the box, step inside it, whatever, you know. So and, and, and what, was her, what was her name again? I think we get a little glitch. Yeah. Joanne Cowett in New Jersey. Joanne she is a Cowett. principal right now, a K-8 private school in Jersey. She's are you hooked Aces. up with are you hooked up with her on social media? Yeah, she's hey, when, she's when, amazing. When I publish this out, be sure and tag her in it so she can yeah, and we'll, we'll do. The, if I remember right, it's like 20, 2045, your shout out. So she can look okay. at that and give her some some pub. Go ahead, um, real quick, let's recap um the the stuff you do with peer peer leadership and accept university. Um a little bit about your book coming out and share anything you want to about um, what you're doing in the speaking space um, before we wrap up here. Sure. So, uh, yeah, like I've got a book coming out untitled right now. should be out hopefully this summer. Take a look forward. It is teaching um, educators of all, all spaces, even for students. I wrote it for who want to become student leaders, man, just, you know, raising the bar, carrying the banner, leaving a legacy. Um, if your school already has peer, already has student council, already has JRTC, or doesn't at all. I want to work with you. I want to help your school elevate, take your leadership in terms of students to the next level and your staff. Accept University is a program six to 12 that can help any middle and high school that is struggling with behavioral issues, looking for students to dive in and, you know, really hone into self-care, self-discovery. It's hands-on interactive. I can send y'all a promo. It is fire in terms of what it brings to the table and something that will absolutely change your perspective on you know what your students and what your adults in the building have gone through it in, in terms of building relationships uh speaking front catch me i'll be next month i'm going to be actually out there with uh you know our our leader uh from road to austin darren pepper and jonathan alzheimer and new north carolina middle school association conference Awesome. Coming out. Yeah, next March, I'll be speaking at that next month. Um, and then coming up in June, I got the Southeast Culture and Climate um, Annual Conference out in Savannah, Georgia. Those are the next two on the slate. And then definitely going to be hopefully uh, presenting again at uh, Just Justin's Renaissance Global Conference uh, come July out in uh, Dallas, Texas. So those are yeah. the next three on the slate. So uh, I hope to be able to meet you, meet you in person there. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, in Dallas. Um Jamie, it's been a absolute pleasure. And again, if, if you're in, in any type of capacity with, with a school, um, 
admin educator. Um, look up Jamie um, on social media, um, his Accept University peer leadership program. Um, look into that, contact, contact him, connect with him. Let him share with you the fire that he brings. Um, because again, leadership in our schools is important, but the more we have with those, with the, with our, with the students um, and amongst their peers, it's just going to drive uh, the culture that we really want to see and the success we want to see um, even in, even in the data uh, for all you data people out there. I mean, the, the, the leadership within your student body is just going to bring that up. Um, so Jamie, I appreciate you, man. Um, love being a fellow RTA family member with you. Look forward to hopefully meeting you in person in, uh, in Dallas, at the Dawson's Renaissance global convention. Um, and again, uh, thank you for taking the time to, to be with me here. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for having me, Kip. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. Let's connect and impact lives together. Leave me a comment on this episode or find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube at The Secret Sauce with Kip Schubert. We would be honored if you would share this episode on your social media. Continue to share your story. It matters. Reach back over that mountain. Every educator, every student needs to feel loved, heard, and valued. So dish out that secret sauce and be that Sherpa to guide others to the summit. Till next time, let's stay all in and all together.